This is Stephanie, and this is the Mocha Minutes Podcast. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know about something that's a little new here at the Mocha Minutes Podcast. We are now participating in Buy Me a Coffee. So, If you haven't heard, buymeacoffee.com is a place where you can show some um, support and some love monetarily to some of your favorite content creators. That includes me. (laughs) Um, So it's in the increments of either a dollar, three dollars or five dollars. And you can do as many as you would like. Um, So I just wanted to let you guys know would love, love, love some support. So if you would go to buy me a coffee.com backslash mocha minutes. I would greatly appreciate it. It will also be in the show notes. Okay, here we go. Trigger warning. On this episode of the Mocha Minutes podcast, sexual assault is discussed. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, welcome to the Mocha Minutes podcast. I am Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'm recording this before my, I have no problem saying this, my 42nd birthday. I'm doing this and then I'm going on a little bit of a vacation from um, work and or life. Not really life. It's just more like just relaxing and taking some time away because brain has been a little bit fried as of late for the last couple of months. Um, But very excited. I If I have more energy to sing, I might sing towards the end of this episode. But um. I have somebody with me who is, I love talking to her because she loves saying unpopular opinion. And I'm like, that doesn't sound all that unpopular. It's like, I feel like that's very popular. But I have one of my favorite people to talk to about the boat show, about Bravo, about life in general. I have Victoria Wood, AKA Biblio Lifestyle. She knows everything about books. She's making me want to read more mystery books or books in general. Um, so you definitely should follow her, but welcome to Mocha Minutes. Victoria, how are you? I am doing good. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. I love chatting to you too, and I'm happy I made it to the podcast. You did? I was like, yeah. I'm like, y'all don't understand. So the reason why I literally is like, like Victoria is because it's literally, this started out because of Carlos King's interview with Nini and it being two parts and then other stuff happened at Bravo and I was like girl what the what is my god today there are just so much things going on Bravo's crazy we have some book talk things we Uh, have real things I mean the world is wild it's It's wild what is happening today I'm like like can y'all slow it down it's like slow it down (laughs) slow it down I, I need time so i we're gonna start with bravo um because i definitely had to bring victoria here for this bravo because we'll be like looking at things like girl what's going on so i am a very big fan of the boat show i'm one of the i'm such a big fan of the boat show there is an instagram handle that has me blocked because i said something like y'all need to stop being racist up in here and they blocked me um because they were being weird about black um deck crew and deck stews and i was like y'all need to stop this right now so yeah there's an ig handle has me blocked it's fine i own it own it i own it 
And I'm mm-hmm. like, girl, I don't care. I do not care. I, y'all can block me, but I'm I'm right. So shut up. So we've had below deck sailing yacht the latest season. I need to catch up. And below deck down under has moved from Peacock to Bravo. It's like it's, I guess it's come up to the big leagues. Even um, so the the for me the start of the season they say it's Captain Lee. I beg to differ. It is Jason, Captain Jason from Down Under, because I just kind of like him, just like him. So he's a good looking man. I'm just saying, he I, is I, so I, fine. I'm like, I thought the real. I was like, I don't know about Down Under. I'm not exactly sure. And then he was on Watch What Happens Live, and I was like, um, that's the captain from Down Under. Okay, so let me go watch it. Okay, let me go watch it. I love it. Let me go watch it. So Below Deck Down Under is up to episode six of the new season. And Captain Jason has fired two people within two hours. So on my, um, I had watched it on demand because I had not set my DVR yet for Down Under. So I was like, why is this two hours? Because I started seeing clips from my favorite um, Bravo IGs and TikToks with what happened on their latest episode, episode six. Um, and I was like, what is happening on this show and why are they losing their minds? So in one episode that's about two hours, uh, a deckhand and a stew got fired around the same thing, which is um, trigger warning, sexual assault, attempted sexual assault, sexual harassment, and inappropriate behavior. So I this is only season two of Below Deck Down Under. Um, if anybody remembers Asia from the Below Deck universe, or the Decaverse, I don't know what we're calling it. Um, Aisha has been uh, second stew, third stew. Now she's chief stew down under. She's a great chief stew. But she has a second stew. I couldn't remember which she's first or second name. Laura. Laura um, is very, very interesting. She'll say that I am tired. But then with Aisha's like, let's talk about like, you're scheduling saying you're tired. I'm not tired. I'm like, you. You literally just said that. But Laura has taken a liking to a deckhand named Adam, where she is literally, she will keep touching him inappropriately. He's like, hey, can can you cool it? Hands off. Can you stop? He's like, literally said, no, can't we just be friends? Can't we just be cool? He, they had went out. He had gotten a little bit drunk, um, as everybody does, because hello, free drinks. Well, actually, no. First round's on Bravo. And after that, y'all have to pay for your own drinks. That is the word on the curb. So that's alleged. They have not said yes or no to that. So he's in the bed. She tried to climb up on the bed, try to give him a massage. She's like, I just want to climb up there. Producers had to literally say, come on down, come on down. They had to tell her to to leave. So she's being inappropriate. The other side of this is that there was an incident between a deckhand by the name of Luke and a, and the third stew, Margo. So Margo had so much to drink that she was passed out. So she, like Aisha had helped her to bed, got her in the bed. Everybody was still kind of up except for Margo. Luke had decided to like strip down and there kept being an issue where the lights were going in and out. Um, There was like the, the power got stripped or I'm sorry, the power went out and then the boat lights were off. Justin, I'm sorry, Justin, Captain Jason was asleep. So if you're asleep, you don't know that the lights are out. It's like, it had a little alarm, but I don't know why he was sleeping through that. That's fine. Don't care. So uh, 
Deckhand Luke decided to like strip down naked and get in a bed with a passed out Margot. All of a sudden, you see production yelling. They had masks on their face. Hey, 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 you got to come down. You kind of got down. They're like, what? Like one of the producers literally had to like tap him on his shoulder. Like, come on, man, you got to come down. And they got him off the bed. And then Luke tried to slam the door on production. They're like, nope, you can't have the door closed. You can't have the door closed. He literally was trying to keep the door closed. They had to pull him out. You hear production yelling. They go and get Aisha. Aisha's like, come on, get like they... Production gets him out, makes him go to his room. Aisha gets in bed with Margot. She's like, I don't feel comfortable leaving you by yourself. His roommate was Culver. Everybody remembers Culver from first season. Culver was locked, like Luke locked him out of his room. Culver had to go sleep in one of the guest cabins. And that's what happened. So then Aisha went and knocked on Captain Jason's door. And then she, like the more she talked about it, she started getting very upset. And Captain Jason thought something was wrong with her her she told him what happened he said first are you okay he's like it's okay it's okay so he went into the room because one luke had locked the door he knows like this captain jason he said come on guy you got to get up come get your stuff you're going to go stay in a hotel for the night he got him off the boat he's like oh i'm fine no no you have to get off the boat got him in the cab sent him to a hotel they paid for his hotel the next day uh captain jason set the whole team down and said there was an incident last night Luke is being fired. Luke got fired. They did not get to talk to him. Everybody's just like, wait, what happened? And they're all looking at Margo like, are you okay? Because then they had to, because Aisha had to tell Margo what happened. She didn't know. And then she's like freaking out. Like, wait a minute. What would have happened if you hadn't stepped in? And Aisha's like, oh, but the thing about it is this is, so now I, I said two times, but this is the third time that production has to, had to step in to avoid a crisis. First time is the one that um, saved a bosun from drowning. Second is this like saving Margot from not being sexually assaulted because they also were filming. The third is literally a man, a deckhand, uh, is this boy's name adam not getting sexually assaulted by laura i'm like girl what is happening on this boat oh uh, i mean where do we start well the first like lord clearly, clearly no one understands the definition of the word consent clearly no one understands boundaries now full disclosure i've been checked out of the boat show so mm. all my info is from stephanie and mm -hmm. of course people magazine and all the lovely people who share clips on social media yeah. with that said i mean this is incredibly troubling now number one i think this is an indication to kind of let us know that production will step in when things kind of get too far yeah. i can't speak for housewives but at least you know on the boat show they are willing to do that so for that i am grateful mm -hmm. But this is incredibly troubling. And here's the thing, and I know, Stephanie, you know this, but it's new to your listeners. My husband works in the marine industry as well. Mm. He is a captain. He has worked on many a yacht, um, a few charters in his you know, work history, but mostly for private families. So mm. they don't charter, it's just for the family. But, mm -hmm. you know, he has that experience in the charter space and... Honestly, just yachting in general, whether you're chartering or you're private, it's just such a small insular world mm. that things feel really intense. 
and you know someone fancies someone it gets crazy fast so relationships on a boat develop faster than anywhere else yeah unfortunately alcohol is also part of the culture not like they represent it on the show right uh typically people shouldn't be drinking that much however it's a part of the culture right now with that in mind right the lines get blurred and things happen and i feel so bad especially for Aisha because she too is a survivor mm-hmm. so she knows firsthand what is going on she's protecting this girl this guy is just an a-hole I mean mm-hmm. dude social cues but I think what has troubled me the most is is also Laura I'm like girl you know yeah. cues as well because the thing is I think we focus a lot when it's a man and a woman mm-hmm. and doing the wrong thing But in one show, we have (laughs) a full display of not understanding consent, not understanding boundaries by both a male and a female. And again, this can happen with non-binary folks um, as well. So let's be very clear. But I, I just I think this is incredibly troubling. But I just think we have two bad actors in this (laughs) case who are incredibly bad actors because you know, there are good people out here in these streets. And I think Asia is proof of that. But this is part of the reason why they say no fishing in the company pond because, sir, but I think I'm just really disturbed because this is more a case of consent, um, boundaries, taking advantage of someone, you know, when they're visibly passed out i mean it's 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 troubling and i'm happy captain jason did the right thing it was the most appropriate thing i mean i to just get I, him I, off the boat yes, it's like no nope, he gotta you, go oh, he no. has to go because i'm really thinking go. about it and i'm like some people would have just let it slide till the morning mm-hmm. i i i applaud captain jason all round 10 out of 10 will recommend he got this man off the boat he didn't even have him come back you know they had his things packed i'm just like yes i i support it 100 and quite honestly i'm happy he got rid of this girl too because he is nipping it in the bud so when you see captains like this out there because again you know again having a husband who's in this field and we have this really good uh friend that we have uh she's a stew mm-hmm. and and this girl has horror stories you know she's not a tv stew she's just a real life stew out here in the street. and i'm telling you <laughs> boundaries mm. oof, these people yeah. have none yeah because the thing about it is i'm just sitting here like I'm sorry, what is going on? And y'all, there are other things. So the thing about it, the reason why Laura really got like canned is Captain Jason went into this long tirade about consent and trusting and boundaries. And so mm-hmm. after that, because Margo, because it's like the other parts of the um night was that Margo's like, I just want to go to bed. She said that to Aisha. Luca's like, no, let's go out. He's like, no, I just want to go to bed because she knew how drunk she was. She probably felt like she was going to get ill. And it, that's why Aisha is the one who put her to bed. It's like she had already verbally said, I do not want to do this with Luke. I just want to lay yep. down. I've had way too much to drink. And so the fact that he came in there anyway is like, uh, and the fact that the production crew, because I'm not sure how big the production crew is. They could have like put all the production on them in, ju- in the jacuzzi. Because usually when they have a night out, all we see is really jacuzzi. And the people who are in yeah. the cabins, we don't really see. So the fact that they followed in that and then was watching him, it's like, whoa, come out. And it was like, uh, okay. 
so then Captain Jason and the next board is giving them this thing, they're giving them the speech and basically doing thing that is appropriate as a leader of a boat. Someone yeah. is saying like, hey, I think this could have happened. It's like, okay, well, he got to get off this boat until we figure this out. Yeah, because one, that is a fireable offense. I'm sitting here like, I'm not even Marine HR. And I mm -hmm. can tell, I'm like, I am not Maritime HR, but I can tell you, somebody is getting fired. And, yeah, it's, like, and it's like, baby, uh-uh. Yeah, and also production. I mean, this is a huge liability situation. Especially if they, they let it go. They're like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. y'all filmed this and did not step in? Oh, they yeah. can get like, hello, lawsuit. We'll talk about Bethany you. later. Yeah. Ooh, gosh, I have thoughts. On it's that like, girls, fuck. It's like, girl, fuck you. God, this raggedy hoe. If you, where is the, I need a horse to kick you. I'm kidding. I'm partly yeah. kidding about that. <laughs> uh, so after like Captain Jason had the meeting, Laura's like lamenting, like, oh my gosh, I'm not even going to say goodbye to um Luke. And it's like, and then marco was just like sitting they, they were sitting there cleaning and marco's just saying oh my gosh i don't know what would have happened and laura's like well what happened because she was like she told Asia, i asked her was she okay and i think that's what she said also to captain jason and it was like yeah it's like ma'am you may have asked her okay but when she told you what would have happened you're like oh well he should have just got in my bed because i would have welcomed him in we didn't ask your fast ass what you would have did girl read the room why would you say that to somebody who was literally inebri like literally cannot give informed consent even if she wanted to because she was passed out so why I'm, would you say something like that you didn't I'm get the so fuck confused. off my boat yeah get off my boat she needed to go too. And again, I'm just so happy. This is another 10 out of 10. You know, Captain Jason's just like, we are not putting up with this. We we don't want this environment. And then on top of it, so not only, right? See, see here's the thing. Not only did she go to Margot and, you know, kind of, I don't even know what she was trying to do by telling this girl these things. Well, well it was his fault. He should have come to me. But then she goes and offers a massage or is massaging or coming on yeah, to was trying to sleep and it's like yeah he and has put his hands on her too. it's like if he had knocked her off there and she had hit her head they're like oh he assaulted me i'm like yeah and it's like you're gonna feel bad and it's like well he did ask you to back off i'm just like it's just it's, it's a double offense and you you really don't want that around so again it's just again clean slate you know I know from experience, just even, you know, with my husband and, and giving feedback, you'd much rather be down a crew member or two than to have that negativity, that toxicity, that problematic behavior on board. I'm telling you, just just get rid of them. Yes, it's going to be tough. Yes, it's going to be hard moving forward. But it's just everyone else that's left, I'm sure. And again, now I'm going to watch the show. But I think folks will feel a lot more lighter and at ease and they will carry, you know, the, the, the burden of not having two extra crew members until they replace them just to yeah. have peace of mind. Because can you imagine this reunion? I mean, first of all, okay. I, and the, they, theirs is always virtual. I'm like, see, this is going to be mm -hmm. great. They Y'all's is the only ones that really make sense to be virtual because y'all are traveling and, and working. Boat. Yeah. On boat. So it's like, y'all might be mm -hmm. in the middle of the ocean when we want to do the reunion. So it's kind of like, theirs is the only that ever makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, so, you know I don't know. I'm definitely going to watch the show, but these reports are just troubling. But again, I feel like 
you know, Aisha is an angel in a way because she, I can't even imagine just how triggering this was for her, but her feeling protective and just mm-hmm. doing everything that she could. And of course, you know, Captain Jason being a leader, because when I read the People article, the girl is like, well, shouldn't he have gotten a second chance? And then saying, well, she said it, made it was a like, girl, I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Who are you? A second chance to what? So this is not, it wasn't sexual assault, but it was on Below Deck Adventure, which mm-hmm. I don't think is going to come back. I don't blame it. It was like, it's weird. Below Deck Adventure had some of the better excursions because it was in Norway, okay. but it was like, yeah, get off the boat because it's like, it seems like it's more interesting to go out. So they had two decks. They had two um, deckhands. One of them was like, like verbally abusive to their other roommate. And mm-hmm. so it was kind of like, yeah, I don't know, because essentially he had went to, like, I guess, I think it was called the boatswain on that boat, and said, look, I, can I just change room with this guy? Because he seems a little bit unstable. Because mm-hmm. he is, like, saying, make sure that, like, he, like, gotten, because there's one guy that was black and one was white, and the white guy would, like, literally, like, would keep the bathroom a mess, and the black guy's like, can you just keep it up? Like, yeah, he was, like, yelling, and the other crew could hear them, like, what is his problem? He only asked the boatswain to change rooms. They ended up firing him but also it's kind of like part of it is they fired him and say you're not going to have a strike on your record or whatever i can't remember the exact phrasing they had Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like they fired him but they're like it's not going to be like a strike but the thing about is even in that that is somewhat appropriate because just changing rooms i don't know if that would have just changed the issue because the thing about is he talked to the bosun and then he didn't feel like the bosun was effective so he went to the captain and the captain is the one who fired him and he's like why would he go above me I'm like because it didn't really seem like you wanted to step in here you were like oh yeah y'all could just talk it out they were in close quarters being filmed on a boat somebody would have been fighting and I'm like I'm sorry I feel like it would have been a scrap and it's like why would you want to list that in such tight quarters where it's like you should trust your fellow man on a boat. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not a maritime HR. Um, one of them has to go and issues the guy that's a little bit more combative. So even in that, the captain's like, you have to go because I can't have this on this boat. So it's like, we can't yeah. have physically abusive someone who may essay one of their own crew members and be like, oh, what? What's the problem? I'm like, what do you mean? What's the problem? And here's the thing that kind of scares me, not even that is production. Why do I have the feeling that's not the first time he's done that? And there is see. no crew. Mm, see, There's see no now. production. I'm like, this don't seem like he's like, this is a one-off. It's like, that's the part that kind of creeped me out. I have no proof. This is just my, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. Y'all can just come mm-hmm. at me if you want. However, comma, why do I feel like this is not the first time you did this shit? My question is, why did you feel so comfortable doing that? See, so that's an indication to me this is not new because, again, who who would do that? I just, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel right. But um, I guess I'm loving at least that they're not tolerating this behavior. I do think the show kind of teeters on the the line Mm -hmm. of what is acceptable in reality, which Mm -hmm. is my husband will let you go if you're drinking on this boat. Okay. But, okay. No, dead serious. And I have horror stories. He has horror stories. That's the thing. When you <laughs> told me that, I was like, people. wait, oh, they yeah. be drinking on below deck. You're like, they are not mm-hmm. supposed to be doing that. I'm like, 
No, I oh. think I there's like, you know, I don't even want to call it like a leeway or a let go, but it's part of the show and you recognize, okay, you're filming a show and the people are bored, know that mm-hmm. you're filming a show and there's yeah. just, you know, show elements. So there's some things mm-hmm. that fly that wouldn't fly otherwise and drinking is one of them. And I'm telling you, right. <laughs> could be in the middle of a trip. Once my husband makes it to a port, he is buying a plane ticket and he's sending whoever needs to go home. Oh. So hard, that is a hard no. And they will they will do what they have to do until they get a replacement and the agency yeah. takes the spot. But I'm telling you, it's rough. But what I will say mm-hmm. is because the drinking does bother me on the show, but mm, the fact okay. that the, yeah, because again, it's just, it's a dangerous job. I mm. know. Like if you're hungover or like it's not good. What's his name? The the guy who almost had the the drowning that time because I watched that live. I'm thinking what was it? Um, no, no, no. Isn't that what's his, his name. name? Oh god, mm-hmm. it's the I'm one forgetting who's, it. Yes, yeah. Is it Austin? Anyways, yeah, one of them. Him. See, that's a prime example of just accidents happen, and 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 this is for real, and you have to be paying attention. So just think mm-hmm. about it for a second. Your yeah. department. Again, it's just like an airplane right when you're when you're taking off and when you're landing it's the most dangerous time right yeah. we can it's it's common knowledge it's the same thing with a boat when you're when you're docking mm-hmm. and when you're leaving it's it's the same thing so i remember with the guy what had happened to him was during a very dangerous evolution which is towing towing you have to have experience with it i've I've Mm, go good and things go bad and everything is timing and you have to be in a safe place to hook up. You have to be in a safe place to to unhook. You know, there's a lot of safety involved in it. There's also a lot of safety involved with Mm. the lines. So just imagine if someone was hungover, you know, and not standing on the lines or not being able to get off the boat or get on the tender. You know, it's, it's just so many things can happen. You know, you're hungover in your judgment because you have to be calling out feet or or mm. how, how far this is away, meters, whatever you're doing. Um, so, you know, it, it's just you have to be on your A game. Yeah. You have to be. So so from a safety perspective, because again, being on boats is fun. I, I I love it. I love the opportunity when I when I do get to be out with my husband and it's mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. It really is an amazing experience. However, comma, it's <laughs> also dangerous. And I remember seeing like Captain Lee being firm with certain things, like he just mm-hmm. doesn't up with certain things. And I know it's because he's been around long enough to mm-hmm. see some really horrific things because they happen they do yeah 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 so it's kind of like this is season two of down under and for me mm-hmm. captain jason is my stud of the sea because he yes. wasn't played he yes. wasn't taking any shit on season one he damn sure i'm like yeah that's the same time he fired two people in one episode i'm like okay, i love it second time. i'm like bitch i love captain jason but he's I like he's, he, he's like first he's very like He's a good captain. Not saying that all these other captains are not good. I'm, y'all know I got my issues with Sandy and Lee. Mm-hmm. I'm Captain mm-hmm. Carrie from I think his I think his name was Carrie for um for adventure. Yeah. I think that's like oh. adventure. And then sailing guy, you know, you know, I love Co- mm-hmm. like Captain Glenn because Captain Glenn's want to be like like 
it's cool. His crew fucks up. He's like, well, it's my fuck up. We fucked up, and that and it's like it's my fuck up. And it's like mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of captains doing that. He's like, it don't matter if I blame you. I'm the captain. It starts with me. I'm like, correct. See a lot of people doing that. I'm like, correct. Yeah, I like Captain Dan, and he like watches some very interesting stuff. So I was like, that's fine. Um, but mm-hmm. when they said it got very dark, and I was just like, yeah, it could have got darker if production did not step in. I know, but can you imagine if Aisha had walked in on something? Right. It's like, she had uh, got to get her something. That in itself would have been traumatic for her. Yeah. And yeah, it's just it's just all around bad. I'm interested to kind of see the crew move forward after this. Mm-hmm. And I'm also interested to see the reunion. But in the meantime, I have six episodes to watch. Uh, hello? Because I was like, well, I guess I need to get caught up. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing, let's turn. I feel like we're turning the corner. So another yes. thing that I'm caught up on is Roni Refresh. I'm I'm not Ooh. calling it Roni. I'm just calling it Roni Refresh. And when I tell you, it seems like a totally different show. It is that I absolutely am enjoying. The intro is better. The production seems to have stepped it up because mm-hmm. first season of Roni, if anybody remembers the, the first iteration, it was very much around Jill and her fabulous friends and that Countess lady and her frenemy um mm-hmm. Ramona and then that poor girl that she knows from one of the Upper East Side named Bethany who was a who was on Celebrity Apprentice with Martha Stewart. You know, it's kind of like it was around this, however. It's totally different, and I'm just like, wait, that's what we needed. Somebody who was into fucking fashion in fucking New York, and that is Jenna Lyons. Because I was like, mm-hmm. when they talked about foils and anchors, I'm like, Jenna Lyons is an anchor. She really is. I'm like, and she's not trying to be. And it's like, guys, I'm old. My eyes are old. <laughs> um, I have a, I have an early. Th- I when I tell you when they like why did she leave? Oh, I had a six o'clock meeting and y'all bitches were loud, so I just went and stayed at my house. All right, I'm back. How y'all doing? Uh, listen, what? okay, <laughs> okay. I have to say I am loving Roni Refresh. Now I've been calling it real, real girlfriends of New York because oh my god, thing. yes. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. When they said they were rebooting Roni, I was nervous and I was excited. Same, same. And I struggled with the fact that I have in my head what Roni is and mm-hmm. what Roni is supposed to be. Now, I also enjoyed, just for the la-di-da, the escape, Real Girlfriends of Paris. Now, they haven't brought that back. But when I saw this cast for Roni Refresh, I was like, okay. You know, I like that the ages, you have some women in their 30s, in their 40s, in their mm-hmm. 50s. I love the diversity in age. Yes. Um. So that has been beautiful. But I was like, you know... When I think of original housewives, these are married women housewives. I know we've deviated from that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why doesn't Bravo just own the real girlfriends and make that a franchise? Because you just want to see women who are friends. Mm-hmm. You don't want to establish relationships. We're getting to know each other. We're not all married. We're not all housewives. We all don't have children. So in mm-hmm. my head, I'm calling it Real Girlfriends of New York. With that said, <laughs> I am enjoying Real Girlfriends of New York. I am loving it. I agree with you. Production value A1. I didn't realize, and I hate to admit it because at first I was a bit, uh, Mm-hmm. But I 
getting to know a new set of women. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really enjoying it. We're actually seeing an influencer who's made her name and brand, you know, um, living a good life, you know, who is basically a rags to riches story. And I'm mm -hmm. like, yes, we need to see this. Someone from ground zero who made it on her own. I love that. I actually love the fact she separates her husband from her business because she's like, listen, I was doing this, you know, before we decided to lock things down. So I yeah. appreciate size story in that regard. This most recent Roni episode it was interesting getting to know Erin's background, that her family was in real estate. Bryn. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bryn. I was not I was a fan like, of Bryn. Oh. So the thing about it is when I first saw it, like, when they had the intro the first time, because they, so mm -hmm. that was the other thing about this, like, you know, real girlfriends of New York, Roni Refesh. Um, when they, when she had her intro, it was like, they started out with the taglines. And I was like. They oh. did. And I was like. I was like, I don't know about Bryn. And then I'm watching her. I'm like, I kind of like her. So it's like the ones mm. that I liked are, of course, my, my Jenna Boo, who cracks yes. me up at Bryn, Uba, and Sai. And I'm like, mm -hmm. of course I like, but and it's like, um, Jessel, um, she's Ooh. there. Okay. She's there. She's there. <laughs> Hold on. Let me finish my rundown now. Bryn, I did not like Bryn for the first three episodes. I felt mm. Bryn try hard. I'm being honest. I did not gravitate towards her. It wasn't the tagline. I thought it was cheeky, but I wasn't a fan of how I was seeing her. But mm. then getting her backstory, which this first yeah. episode, I thought she was mixed, but here's the thing. Yeah, because I was waiting for that. I was like... Me too, me too. Wait a minute. Bryn, Bryn is that character or person, because she's a real person, but she presents this character mm -hmm. of effervescence, bubbly, fun, flirty, you know, good time. But it's really masking a lot of pain and hurt. And this is why mm. I just want to use this moment, public service announcement, just because you see people out on these internet streets looking and doing well, there might be something deeper, darker behind it. It mm. might be a person supermarket it might be your uber it might be anybody but i'm just saying Bryn gave me depth this past episode i was not expecting and the yeah. story i got was also not one that i was expecting i also loved hearing uber's story losing her mom and yeah. just you know working and kind of feeling alone and again proof that you can have a fabulous life you can have a large group of friends and sometimes feel lonely in that space because you yeah. don't have your person um around and mm -hmm. jessel jessel is actually mm -hmm. quite mm -hmm. interesting now mm -hmm. i felt this episode this most recent episode they were painting jessel as the villain like jessel is the villain i was trying to figure who were they gonna make the villain <laughs> and i think it's jessel i think the thing with jessel it makes her a good housewife but mm -hmm. also maybe not the best person is she's so completely unaware. Mm -hmm. She's unaware of how her words land with people. I mm -hmm. mean, her own husband was shaming her, but the thing is, shading, not shaming, shading her. But the thing mm -hmm. is, he knows Jessel and accepts and loves her as she is. So it's yeah. just a friend group to kind of understand Jessel's personality. But I also understand being the person in the friend group who can be a bit dry sometimes. But I think Jessel's story is important as well. And then, of course, Miss The Jenna Lyons. Oh I love Jenna. I'm here 
Jenna. Jenna is the most effortless on screen for me. I the love her. most effortless. <laughs> and I howled when she said, yeah, I shared that bit of information, but I wasn't intending to stir the pot. I'm like, Miss Bone Carrier. He was like, it's old. When she said old lady brain almost fell out, I said, (laughs) shut up, ma'am. Why are we like this? Why are you like this? I do agree with you with that, Jessel. Jessel needs to be there because it's like, Mm -hmm. she, even though they try to like paint her as like she is the villain, I'm like, y'all. I'm telling you, they are. Aaron's the villain. Anyway, um, yes. Yes. (laughs) But Aaron is the villain that y'all think Jessel is. Um, Correct. It's like, it's like, even with that, they kind of balance it out. And I really, yeah, last episode of Roni very much endeared me to Bryn because of what she said mm-hmm. about going to get her hair done. Ooh. I was like, see, the thing about it is when you, like, there are some, oh, Lord have mercy, can't believe I'm stepping into this, but there are some biracial Black people who may not know the Black side of their family or may not have, Correct. like, a big relationship who don't talk the way that Bryn talks. She literally actually was like, this was the highlight of my week to go a be at a hair salon. She's like, it made my grandmother's like, yeah, because she didn't want to fuck up your hair. And thank goodness for that. Mm-hmm. But she was like, I didn't just look at like, this made my life easier. It was more like, this was my entrance into Black women. And she actually appreciated She like, you don't hear her shitting on Black women. She actually like, oh my God, please bring me all the Black women around me because I didn't grow up with them. I didn't grow up with the Black side of my family. And that is so endearing. I'm like- It was, it was. But I also saw it as a place of safety. Correct. Because I'm a full-on Black woman. You can't miss what I am when I step out in these streets. However, comma- when you live in a predominantly white neighborhood or a you white need that space, escape. or you go to a predominantly white school, you need that escape. So I can just yeah. imagine she was probably teased at school, even though not knowing who her parents, where her parents were, or mm. you know how she should identify and be. But she was probably really teased bad. But that one space was safe because I mean, let's be real: black women are incredibly nurturing. Mm-hmm. but also with the hair being so incredibly different and then coming to this space, um, feeling safe, mm-hmm. being around uh, other black people and black women. And again, when you walk out of a salon, you feel good. You feel beautiful. It's a whole day yeah. affair. You're chatting, you know, you're listening, even if, you know, you're a young child and you're not really contributing, but you're listening, you're seeing things. I'm sure other mm-hmm. women had other children. I just think it was a safe space and for that reason even without um you know her dad being black and having you know that side of her family being completely unknown to her Mm -hmm. I think many of us black women and when I say visibly black dark-skinned women Mm -hmm. find safety in the salon I think people can say that is an escape that is safety and then of course the added beauty element to it but i think it was a safety thing too mm-hmm. i do too because i think it's kind of like it was just endearing because mm-hmm. i'm a visibly black woman too and i um i enjoyed that time in the salon because i just like it, like it's very home it's like i Same. grew up like my cousin was my first like other than my mother it was my cousin who is a professional hairstylist so going to <laughs> Her salon was always welcoming. I never felt othered. I never felt, and like, I'm saying this as a black woman, I'm like, I always felt warm and safe. 
and welcome. And I think for someone who, to some people, she does not look black. Not to yes. us, though, because we were like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. What is it? I can see it. Girl, what is it? What is it? I can see it. I, it's something. And when she said, I'm like, and there it is. But then it was yeah. just endearing that I just liked Bryn. Because it's like other people who may be biracial Black and not have access to their Black side, they don't always talk this way. No. <laughs> They're talking I... like, a, like a very much like, I enjoy that one time a week that I get to spend around all this time with Black women because I don't get that the other six days of the week. Yeah, no, I appreciated it. And I know it's going to be painful for her, but I'm really excited maybe is not the right word but I I'm very open to getting to know Bryn some more because the truth mm. is like I said first three episodes I was not vibing with her I think she was cute I think she was funny but I felt she was doing too much but to kind of see this depth I was like okay like okay I can give her a shot because that whole argument they had was like why are you more mad at me for not showing to a restaurant yes. but you're not mad at Jenna I was like well because Jenna said you're right I'm sorry I shouldn't have did that so can I have some cake yeah but you know <laughs> but it's like I, I got what Bryn was saying it's like Bryn I understand I but I think did. it's because like Jenna walked in very apologetic she's like I'm sorry I yes. had to go yes correct correct it was it was completely different approaches and again I was like come on Bryn you're doing too much at that point I kind of felt like okay like come on girl, girl you're going to back off because yeah um, you read the housewife book you were doing too much but here's the thing now having the context I have Mm -hmm. and obviously we're going to get more next episode but having the context that I have now w with some of Bryn's background I actually feel maybe she felt her treatment because again this is a girl who seems to be seeking approval mm. so for me I was like right. oh crap maybe I jumped to conclusions when I was just mm -hmm. like oh too much but maybe it was a trigger for her i don't know yeah. but it would be very interesting again to kind of see how that unfolds at the reunion because i think it will be something they will be talking about because i think Bryn kind of gave us a little in when they had the introduction on the first watch what happens live when they were mm -hmm. there as a group and mm -hmm. it was like what was your big takeaway she was like don't trust erin and I remember that. So I'm thinking... Because yeah, I didn't finish that Watch What Happens live episode. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to get some episodes in because I'm like, y'all bringing the mm -hmm. whole cast and it was like just premiere night. I feel like we need yeah. to get like, to the halfway point. Like, what is happening? I know. I think the whole cast was an intro because I heard Bryn was on the Sundays Watch What Happens with Marlo. With Marlo, I watched that one. Yeah. And I'm like, she. Oh, did. I swear it was like, you could see Andy's thinking. Don't ever mm -hmm. put Bryn with Marlo on Watch What Happens Live because it was like one of the games and literally it got away from him because they are drinking and thinking, look, we just having fun. And and Andrew's like thinking in his head, we have X amount of minutes. He got somebody in the ear saying, we about to go to commercial break. We got to go to mm -hmm. commercial break. And oh it was like, gosh. yeah, Bryn can't be. I'm like, I don't know. She can't, may not be able to go um, mm -hmm. back on this show with any of the black women, but um, you know what I was thinking? This is randomly what I was thinking when I was looking at this because they talk about apples and peaches. I'm like, you know, if OC has stronger ratings from last season, Roni could have followed them and it would have been apples and oranges on Watch What Happens Live. See, mm. I have these kind of ideas. I'm like, it could have been apples and oranges if the oranges from last season were a lot stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh, saying. I can see it. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I'm loving Ronnie Refresh. I Me am too. just like, 
yes. I'm like, this is a, like, ah, okay. So we got the apples and let's talk about the peaches because the peaches yeah. have been either too sweet, a little bit tart, or they have been rotten. And so I will be full disclosure about this season of Atlanta. I don't think it's a bad season. I don't I, either. I think it really is just showing what I saw with what I'm seeing in Orange County and what I saw in Roni before the refresh, where it was like, y'all are getting long in the tooth and y'all need to fix this. Mm. It's like Roni did that. Remember when they did that half of the chop of this of the cast and it was like, oh, it's gonna get yeah. better, and then y'all added 75 people. It was like, what the hell? Like, no, this is not make it better. And then they just yeah. scrapped the whole cast. I'm like, yeah, I don't want them to scrap the whole cast, but baby, something gotta give. Cause it's like the talls versus the smalls was very cute because one, even with talls versus smalls, they still interacted. The divide we got right now is like, girl, what? So here's my take on Atlanta because, again, this is like all respect due to this franchise because it was one of my favorites for the longest mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I love the show. I'm invested in the show. I've been mm-hmm. with this show from season one. With all that said, I felt biting into the peach this season. While I'm liking it, while the texture is familiar, it felt like it was missing some flavor. Now, as a Real Housewives of New Jersey fan here, mm. I mm. love New Jersey. It's dark, it's toxic, it's chaotic, it's all the things. Mm-hmm. I actually feel Atlanta is resembling New Jersey in a bit where there is a clear line down mm-hmm. the middle. And the team. So in the same way, you have Team Teresa, Team Melissa, and you have Jennifer Aiden, the new girl Danielle, Dolo kind of hanging on Team Teresa, and then Melissa, you have Marge, the new girl, Rachel, mm-hmm. um, Jackie, and, and those folks. Yeah. I think that's what we're seeing on Atlanta, where there's a clear alliance with yeah. Sharon, um, Sonia, and Marlo. And then you have Kenya and Candy and mm. yeah, Drew, Drew's yeah. Uh, on that side. But I think that is the problem. There yeah. is this divide. And we have Cousin Courtney, who, quite honestly, to me, is like, oh, fuck, is an op. I don't care. Uh, child. Okay. Girl, she is just, no. No. And I think that's what the problem is. I think it's the teams is what's mm-hmm. it's right now. And the fact that Marlo, so, yes, I listened to Nini's conversation with Carlos King. And if Marlo is a person who's providing comic relief and is doing a lot on the show i think there is a problem i really do and i actually think and i hate to say i think the problem man i don't know who is exactly the problem but what i do know is we need a cast shake up and i'm afraid i am very afraid that atlanta is going down the roni rabbit hole where they're gonna have to cast a completely new cast of friends Mm -hmm. because what's happening right now is just not working now full disclosure again an unpopular opinion i am enjoying the show Mm -hmm. giving i think the past one two three maybe four episodes have been giving whereas the first bit has been slow Mm -hmm. i am enjoying it it just feels too teamish and that's not something i'm used to with atlanta i'm used to 
people floating between the groups. You know, this is where Cynthia Bailey, I was actually happy to see Cynthia. This is where having a cast member who can float between the groups, because I could see Cynthia floating between the groups would be helpful. But I don't think bringing all cast members back is going to help. I also think bringing new people into this dynamic is going to be difficult. So Mm -hmm. I am enjoying my peaches, but I'm afraid that if this Roni reboot goes well, Atlanta might be next. Yeah. And and when I think about the first chop they did with Roni, and it was kind of like the down, it was down the middle, and it was like Jill on one side and Ramon on the other. And then and I remember people saying, like, who do you think they should get rid of? And I said, if you'd have told me they would have got rid of Jill and kept Ramona, I'd have been like, absolutely not. That makes no sense to me. Why would you get rid of Jazarin? She is Roni. And they got rid of her. And now, unfortunately, I see um, if they do the big reboot, it's going to come down to, are we keeping Kenya or are we keeping Candy? Why? And the bad part about it is, I don't think both of them can be there. Here's the thing. Why? So this is, and this is my issue, and I hate saying it this way. So if we keep both of them, it's going to like insulate Candy and Kenya, and I think that's actually kind of fine. However, if Candy is the one they're going to get rid of, and by the way, I don't think they're ever going to do this. They have to keep up with. She is the longest running housewife on Bravo. Candy Burris mm-hmm. Tucker. She's the longest. It's like, I don't think they're going to get rid of her. But it was kind of like, Candy can work with new people and work with old people. Unfortunately, yeah. Kenya can't. And I'm like, that's the part that uh... I'm seeing that I'm like, oh God. And I think because one, Kenya, it seems like the person like on Girls Trip, it made me look at her different. When she came back after getting married, I liked Kenya. When on Girls Trip, I'm like, see, yeah, Kenya the one I want to go on vacation with. I would have told you, girl, do not wear them spa slippers out on this marble and it's slick outside. That is a that is a literally a recipe of break your hip, bust yeah. your tailbone. And the thing about it is I'm watching Kenya and it's kind of like they're like she drags people down. It's like she don't drag y'all down. She don't like you bitches. There's the difference. Yeah. She so didn't know question, any though. of the girls on girls' trip. She didn't know them heifers. You all of them like her. She, they were complete strangers outside of Cynthia. And Cynthia thought she would have to insulate Kenya from those women and come to find out, no, Kenya got to insulate you. Yeah, that was, that was very funny. So I guess my question is, mm-hmm. on the Sheree and Marlo side, who well, to- I'm already dreading this question. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, bro. The, Sheree is the one that's like, girl, girl we don't care go on <laughs> girl just d- go back to the chateau please please go fuck bubble butt martel allegedly um uh, please please leave us alone because sheree you are playing a very dangerous game with stephanie now with them with stephanie ma'am kenya i if you're like i don't feel like i can trust sanya because she's friends with marlo there is no way in any universe that you should be friends with sheree I agree. It's like, wait a minute, you can't be friends with Sanya, but you're friends with Sheree? It's like, uh, same person. See, for me, I think keeping Candy is so important. I think mm-hmm. Kenya gives good television, plus I'm not ready to let go of Brooklyn. <laughs> Selfishly. I'm not either. That's why I'm like, 
I don't want them to do either or. No, I want to keep no. both, but I feel like I keep both, yeah. they gotta. It's like I would hate that they would keep one of like like which one is like I'm sorry I'm going with I'm going King Sugar Candy. Mama. I'm yeah. I'm Team Sugar Mama on this. I'm like I gotta keep her because okay. one. Go ahead. What's no, your go on. Sorry. Go go. No, I was gonna say I like that what she Candy brings with her everybody's like she's so boring i'm like why because she's just normal she like to fuck her man and eat food i mean i, I don't know that seems fine to me see. but she brings yes. other stuff one she can bring other people in no she i do. think she can no i think she can i think here's the other thing i know people want drama and i know it's supposed to be entertainment but i actually think candy gives real life because i kind yes. of with Marlo, things are a bit um, manufactured. I think with Sheree, it's manufactured. I even think she's very... Um, she's very controlled. And I controlled think it's because of and Mark. Aware. Yes. And, and, and I just feel like until she gets that divorce, it's just... And it's final and custody and everything is just... Everything is done. I think we're not going to get Kenya realness. I also never... I don't think we ever did... So mm. Candy is a person who shows up in her real life because there's a thing and, mm -hmm. and people forget it. when you are a boss, the way Candy is, when you are a business owner, when you're running multiple businesses and you have all these things going, you are busy. That is your life. Mm -hmm. All this money doesn't materialize without success. Does it put a strain on your significant other? Yes. Absolutely. My husband and I are two very driven people. Mm -hmm. and sometimes who's away when and who's doing too much now and we don't have time for each other like it is a constant your children feeling like you're never there like I think Candy actually gives realness to the show the only thing I miss about Candy is her mom and I think Sonia <laughs> actually gives authentic to the show the problem is she's too busy up Sheree and Marlo and she almost like a lap dog in my opinion that she's not really shining and that's not who she is. that's the part um yeah it's, so it's my unpopular opinion i like sanya and she is giving the realness that a lot of them or not show are not not how many yes. people are not like the, thing about the other person who showed us issues with their family What's killing me? That's the other person that really good, bad, and different. You knew, like, Mama Joyce is like, these raggedy asses out here are not good enough for my daughter. Mm -hmm. That was Candy's mama. And to a like, the stuff with saying, I like saying, I like her as a housewife because when she's actually showing a lot of her life, a lot of these, a lot of the women on there are not, either they're not showing it or they're lying about it. Drew, yeah, Stella, yeah. The, Sedora. I'm like, I'm not doing this with you. So the thing about it is, it's like seeing Cynthia back is just like, this is the neutral party that y'all want. Sanya, yeah. this is what neutral looks like. Where Cynthia Correct. can be friends with Marlo and it don't fuck with Candy. She can be with Candy and it don't fuck with Kenya. It's like she can be neutral. Cynthia managed that in a way that anybody else on this show cannot she was Correct. the queen of cheekbones and being neutral. Sanya mm -hmm. demonstrated where she could be a little bit neutral in Portugal when she stuck up for Drew when Drew wasn't there. I'm like, um, Sanya, this is what Candy was talking about. Being yeah. actually neutral. I'm like, you and Drew are not in the best place. We don't really see y'all doing scenes together. But the fact that you stuck up for Drew 
It's like, okay. And then also when it was having a conversation about Marlo v. Moneta, you were being fair. It's like, Marlo, you are out of pocket for doing it, but Moneta, so were you. It's like, that is mm-hmm. actually kind of fair. It's like, man, mm-hmm. you have like snippets of it. And then even a conversation with her sister. So the thing about it is, and I remember somebody else who worked with that sister and dug in their ass and said, no, you have a fucking job, do your job. And everybody's like, ooh, girl, you are a boss. Sanya just sat there like, you're right. I'm not doing it. Sanya, get your shit together. Y'all were fine when Peach Juice did. Literally said, you're my fucking employee. I don't care if we have the same um, daddy. Uh-uh. It's like, uh, yeah. y'all were fine with that for Portia. Because I'm like, that's kind of like something that was endearing for me. If someone's saying, you are letting me down and taking advantage of me, you're just going like, you're right, I am, and I am so sorry. Yeah. No, I think... From other people. No, I'm glad you brought up the Porsche comparison with Lauren, because I was just like, yeah, it's a similar thing here. I think... I mean, I love, I think Sonia could be. I don't think she is a good housewife right now, but she could be. She has potential. She has potential, but she needs to step outside of the shadow of Sheree and Marlo. She needs to take lessons from Cynthia Bailey Mm -hmm. um, if we see her returning next season, because I think, you know, that would be helpful. Also, congratulations to her. She has a baby on the way. She she looks beautiful. Yeah, but she's going to learn a hard lesson if that sister has moved out, if the parents have moved out, because... Yeah, because the mama not going anywhere. But I think the other thing that got me was I was like, I had to put on my HR hat and I'm like, now, thank you for recommending your sister and talking about work-life balance. Let me just be very clear. If Sanya was just your employer, you could not come to her like this. Like, you don't care about my... Like, I don't care about your work-life balance. Get my shit done. I'm like, you see what it is? You can say that because that is your sister. And you're Correct. like, you want to give me a little bit of leeway? I'm like, Sanya definitely took advantage of the fact that it is your sister who is in your um glam squad. However, mm-hmm. comma, mama, you also are taking advantage of the fact that your employer is your sister. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it goes both ways. <laughs> it goes both and ways. I'm glad they talked it out. Same. With, and um, I'm interested to kind of see where it goes. They're moving out as in the yeah. sister this new baby in the mix is going to change things up. And the sister's right. Like you take for granted when you have someone at home, you can go off and do these things. And sometimes you forget. So I think Sonia has potential. Drew right now. Oh God. I think it's like watching Scandal all over. Now looking for little hints and things Mm -hmm. to see what's going on. And I, I just, uh, and I mean, even this past episode with Drew. So here's the thing. And I have to throw in some candy speak on it because I love I to speak love on it with it. Cynthia. I really do. I, I like speak on it on in general. In general. Because yes. even though Candy is like, Candy is not like Heavenly, where Heavenly is like, I don't watch the show and I'm just talking. I'm like, girl, wait, what the hell are you doing? What, what? Candy will actually say, wait, I don't think I can say that because y'all ain't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he mm-hmm. actually watches the show. And so yes. try to keep it to what we see. And if it's a little tea from behind the scenes, she might sprinkle it in. A little sprinkle. And yeah. I appreciate it. Because yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Point it all it's her event but she made it very clear like, correct Latoya about it so when Latoya said she was mad it was about her not you just telling her me the day before it's like okay so. telling me yes yeah so I'm like that, that made more funny. sense when she said it I was like ah oh, okay okay now that makes more sense yes also Drew is a whole actress sitting <sighs> in in what's and a, a, a scene <laughs> and scene exactly because I was just like girl 
okay, you're playing into this a bit too much. You're clearly too comfortable. Clearly you all had talks about it before. Mm -hmm. That would not be the natural interaction of you trying to make light of it. And let me be very clear. This isn't me being objective. I am team Candy because I believe Candy and I don't believe Candy to be a liar. Candy doesn't drink. There is no mistaking anything. And I feel production is kind of trying to imply Yeah, Candy I don't, is lying. the thing about it is, it's very, very interesting, this whole thing. It's like, I'm sorry, now I am leaning into the um the conspiracy theory that production got it out for Candy, because that makes no sense to me. Here's the thing, the whole thing with Latoya, I remember her saying they don't speak on it. Do not remember this Bravo Insider thing. I don't know if that was like the after show they were doing before. I think that's what they said. I don't remember this, but I damn sure remember that speaker on it when Latoya flat out said that her and Drew kissed. And then it was like, wait a minute, which one is it? Uchiwali, one mic, which one is it? It's like, Drew, Yeah. you are reacting so very weird to this. I understood why Candy was pissed because I'm the same way. What you're not going to do is call me a liar when I know for a fact I am not. I'm like, If you want to... That's the thing. It's like, if you're saying, I don't remember that, I think it's like, it wasn't even, she's like, it's not even that you don't really remember. It's you calling me a liar saying I'm making this up to sell a movie. It's like, uh, what? That was that was a reach, and that was that was a bit much for me. I think here's the thing: Candy is a bit like me. <laughs> if you want to let things slide, I'll let it slide, but don't Right. call me a liar. Just don't call me a liar. It's like, you don't have to call me a liar to do that. Also, it's like when she's like, Marla, how you gonna send that to Latoya? Well, you did kind of say in your video that Latoya liked to lie. You, you did kind of, you calling everybody a liar except your damn husband. Everybody lie. Everybody lying. Everybody lying. Except Ralph. It was like, anything but even watching their after show when they talk about Candy, like, girl, I'm just trying to let this go. Agree to disagree. I'm not going to keep going down this with you because Candy ain't backing down and neither is Drew. And I'm sitting here like, okay, so then them being paired up don't make no sense. But it's like, Drew is not. Like the thing about it is, honestly, when you think about how the after show was like um structured, yeah Candy could have sat there by herself because she do speak on it a lot of times by herself. So she could have did that by herself. And and Kenya could have sat with Drew. Like honestly. Because yeah I'm like, why is Kenya separated? so here's Like, the thing with drew huh. i i think in some odd universe Mm-hmm. drew likes candy i think drew knows candy isn't lying but part of me is wondering just like the same way with kenya and we're like well she's going through the divorce and it's just you know a lot for her right now so she is trying to insulate herself part Mm hmm of me is wondering if that were the case with drew because a lot of drew's reaction in the season right now is more than what the situation would warrant so i'm wondering Yeah. okay we're actively going through things in your marriage with ralph were you on the brink Mm hmm and all these other emotions are manifesting even though you're suppressing them so part of me is wondering because here's the thing you know they're in Georgia in it yeah and that's where Kim Zolciak was and I think don't quote me uh but I think there is a fault to divorce like you can you can divorce someone according to fault you can have fault you can have no fault Mm hmm you know I don't know how things are set up and divided based on infidelity 
or perceived infidelity. Listen, I don't know, alleged, 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 but Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if Drew is also being cagey because she too is going through a divorce. Yeah, because that's the thing. I think they were, I think, I don't know if it was on Watch What Happens Live or it was the after show. Somebody was thinking like, why would Drew lie? Basically, I'm putting this in quotes. Why would Drew lie? And Marlo said... Um, it's probably because of her mama. I'm like, I don't think it is. I think it's because Mm-mm. of Ralph. Because remember, when Ralph mm-hmm. was on that speaker and he flat out said, she said, nope, she denied it. It didn't happen. I'm like, the hell I would look like lying for the man who literally escaped to Tampa, the stripper capital of the nation, and decided mm-hmm. that he ain't got to tell me where the fuck he been and why he's there. You lying for him? No, I know. Like, girl, that man actually looked at you and said, I ain't got to tell you what I was doing in Tampa. I'm not telling you what's happening in Vegas. I'm not telling you. I'm like, I'm going to lie to your little, I'm going to lie to Josiah and say, I'm adopting you. And oop, JK, no, I'm not. Which is why I'm like, God damn it, Marlo had a point. She had a mustard seed of a point. I was like, wait, because when she said, I was like, what the hell is she talking about? And then they did the flashback. I'm like, oh shit, tell him that. I'm like, nope, Marlo had a point. Mm-hmm. I was like, God dang it, she had a point. I'm like, no, that is a point. And it was like, yeah, I'm not even a child of um adoption or foster care. And I'm like, no, no, why would you tell him that? And then go, JK, we're not gonna do it. I'm like, because you're like, oh no, he said no. I'm like, yeah, because you need you need the father's sign off. And he was like, wait a minute, what? He's not in jail forever. Like he was not on life with no parole. He is mm-hmm. out of jail, so there is no reason. I feel like if he was like failing. Like he was never getting out of jail, he probably would consider it. But it's like I'm here, and I spent all these X amount of lot years away from my son. No, I'm not signing yeah. it over so you can adopt him. Shut up. <laughs> I just I don't know. And then here's the thing to me that speaks to someone's character, allegedly, because I don't know this for a fact. But I think Ooh. in his divorce petition, Ralph did not claim Josiah. So you know how you would basically outline well you know children you know from the marriage kind of thing i think he only did his two as as mentioned you know mm-hmm. so it's like he included josiah and for me that was a bit you know you are here writing a book about being a stepfather mm-hmm. you know you have been the most present presence in this boy's life mm-hmm. i would hope you would still be because you have two other children as well they all have the same mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would you not mention him? Are you that cheap? Because, I mean, y- you don't even want to pay $100 extra to cover the other child. Like, I'm confused, sir. Uh, so I fall in a camp of what does Ralph do for a living now? I'm sorry. I'm going to say, wait, like, what does he do? Because that house looks nice. I got to say, the house Like, what does he do? It's like, like, why would Marlo say that? And yeah, sidebar. <clears throat> I want to know where Ralph got the unmitigated gall to D de- to literally text Marlo directly. Ooh, okay. So that was like, giving, that uh, was oh hell no. Her. I was yeah. like, wait a minute, y'all said no man should be approaching no woman, period. Correct. It was like, I thought that's what we were saying. I thought we had these rules. I thought we had these rules. And I was like, um, Drew, I wish your raggedy ass, listen here, Tampa. You better not ever in your life text me again. It's like, tell your husband. I'm like, girl, filter your messages through your wife. Have a good day. I will block you. Have you lost your mind? 
And then when she was on the after show explaining, I'm like, why do you make it seem like it wasn't like I was just mentioned? I'm like, now I'm like, I don't know. Cause why would he uh, has he ever messaged her before? Why is he DMing her? Why is he texting her? I'm like, what did you tell him? It's like Yeah, their relationship or friendship or whatever ship it is was not very clear. And I'm like, why do you feel comfortable messaging her, sir? Like right. even Drew said so, my thing is. You console your wife. You tell her, you know, you tell her what she needs to hear in a moment. Be supportive, blah, blah, blah. Okay, Marlo is trash. You can say all that crap. But why would you text her directly? I'm okay with you trashing mm -hmm. it, trashing her on the phone. It's your wife. Do what you have to do. But to message her, that was a bit out of pocket. Again, I am team husbands need to stay out of the wives businesses or significant others in the case need to stay out of the main cast members business that's what i'm on yeah it was like i want to know why y'all not having this issue i was like yeah no nobody's husband should be texting nobody else i'm like girl we're not doing this with y'all it's like mm -mm. i don't understand why this was okay and the bad part about it is during the after show when it came up to like what drew said she was just like, I mean, that was just my thought. And I'm like, um, Candy is the woman who literally is like, I will let me be walking away from you. I'll be blowing up on your ass. I'm like, see, this is why I'm like, why are they on the after show together? Because that doesn't make any sense. And the thing about it, she's like, that was just my thought. She didn't say like, she didn't apologize, Candy, or in any way. Like, look, that was just a thought. It was a quick thought. And I'm like you. I don't even know if I want to say she should have apologized, but it's kind of like she was just like, "I said what I said." It's like, yeah. Uh, and it was like Candy was just like, "Girl, what's the next? What's the next question?" She was looking like, "What's the next exactly. question?" Exactly. Like I'm not doing. I will cover this at the reunion, and I hope they did because it's like Drew. What is happening? Because the Bone Collector had no problem going back and telling Candy what you said. She's I, like, I was going to tell you, but you know, it got to you first. I'm like, because you fucking told Sheree. Like, girl, what? I think Candy's just proving she can work with anyone at any time. Mm -hmm. She's like, okay. Because like, even when Marlo was on Watch What Happens Live, um, she was like, even though, and I think someone said, well, how do you feel about her? I don't know, maybe it was the after show because I watched both at the same time. And they're like, how do you feel about um, Candy saying she's cool? And you're just like, well, I'm cool on Candy. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, we respect each other and they go work together. I'm like, Candy can work with any of y'all. Hence mm -hmm. why it's like, if they do do the big refresh, that's why I said it's it's if they have to pick which one, I am picking Candy because Candy can not fucking stand your ass and still work with you. Hello, she's in escape. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> she's ready to go back out on tour with that sister, okay? The lady who's doing the gospel music. So it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, can you know how to, like, girl, none of you bitches gonna stop my bag. No, it's true. She, I, I don't know, man. Candy has that thing about her. She does not play and. She that. knows how to be that professional. I love it for her. Oh, I, I'm like, I love this for us. I love this for us. We yes. can really talk about Atlanta for one time, but I'm going to get length. one more <laughs> at length, but one more um, Bravo thing, and it feels like it's yes. a Bravo thing, but it's not really because this heifer is not on Bravo, but Ooh. Bethany Frankel <clears throat> has decided to be, um, I guess, the Paul Revere for reality entertainers where she is like, I... She reveals she has names of 
reality it says bravo but it's a reality mm-hmm. because apparently it's jersey shore and everybody else mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. here about 80 people NBC. calling yeah. for a union okay so many many uh, first. first and foremost and i just want to get this out of the way so then when mm-hmm. i go down you'll can remember i said at the top all right quick it is gonna go downhill quick okay first things first mm-hmm. i support unionized labor okay Same. my family Same. is union household Same. family i ain't in one now but i support the the, the movement Same. you know raised Same. on that so i support it 100 percent. do i think reality stars housewives all these folks need a union kind of like the actors the writers all them good folks absolutely do i think miss bethany has some great points in there a thousand percent that's about where the good part ends Mm -hmm. that's it so do i support it yes do i think it's a good idea absolutely do i think they need it sure are there valid points yes But here are the three things. One, Bethany is not the right messenger. And unfortunately, sometimes the messenger does matter because they can get shot and she is getting shot at. So that's my first thing. I don't think she's the right messenger. Mm -mm. Part 1A or (laughs) 1B is, in addition to her being the wrong messenger, she centers everything around herself. And I have Mm -hmm. a problem with that. Bethany makes it about me and me and if I get it you all will win but I'm like Mm -hmm. it's not about you it's about the collective and then the final part yes she has listed out folks who have gotten in touch with her now I could be wrong as of right now but the last time I checked and the last I heard I didn't hear the mention of one woman or person who was black on Uh list Uh so Uh i'm not just saying this as a black woman but i think Mm -hmm. it's important that you have talent of color because i mean it's just facts historically they've always been left out of the conversation and furthermore and i guess this is kind of tying in the nini leaks of it all i mean nini was one of the first people to kind of come out and speak out in the reality space Mm -hmm. about treatment injustices Mm -hmm. against her now whether you agree with miss leaks or not whether you find her believable or not but if someone on bethany's platform truly felt this way was truly passionate about it she would have picked up the phone and called miss leaks and according to Uh miss leaks they have conversations so it's not like they're strangers and even if she never had her current phone number she could have gotten it But this just kind of sounds very self-serving. Do I think it's a good idea again? Yes. Were there valid points? Absolutely. Bethany's just not the right messenger for me. She has never been the right messenger because she can't relay a message that does not center herself. So to watch her literally (laughs) do this coup and the fact that she could literally name drop people in a way that is just like, wait, what? So him, in her ET interview, she listed Hannah Burner, Caitlin Bristow, Chrissy, 
Chrissy Teigen. I'm like, I like how Chrissy, Chrissy had never told people how to really pronounce this woman's name. So everybody <laughs> been pronouncing it wrong. And it's like, well, it's your damn fault because you ain't tell us. It's Teigen, not Teigen. Um, Wow, people from Love is Blind. Love is Blind, I'm actually not surprised by because they actually okay. have been talking about the conditions on Love is Blind. So it's like, they literally okay. have been out here. The Bachelor, okay. the Bachelorette, Below Deck, Vanderpump Rules, Summer House. And then she mentioned... Um, Paige DeSorbo, she also includes Tom Sandoval and Stassi Stroder. And I'm sitting like, yeah, it's funny, the people that's really like, yeah, we should get a union. I think Renna is also quote unquote up in the mix. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, look at the people who are saying you should pay us or get like, we should have residuals from shows. All of this, this, that, and the third. And I'm just sitting here like, so yeah, you ain't named no person of color yet, except for Chrissy Teigen, but she ain't no reality star. I know, but also, I mean, when you think of OGs, okay, so yeah, you have Orange County, but right up there, you have Atlanta, right? Mm -hmm. And not to bring it back to the Carlos interview, but I have to, when Nini said she was paid 10000 yeah, for the entire First season, season. It's like, one, what? with a 5000 I think, uh, thing for the reunion, so reunion mm -hmm. Um, reunion included plus the seasons for the first. So she was essentially, hold on, I'm not good at math. So 15 times. Yeah. She was essentially paid 1,500 per episode because so, I'm saying it's 10 episodes. I'm, yeah. I'm just, so that's, that's the thing about the whole thing about um, reunions because they didn't start getting paid for reunions. The, the reason why a lot of the housewives are getting paid for reunions is because of the cast of Atlanta who all got together back because they weren't getting paid for filming the reunion. And they were like, so then they decided there was that one reunion where they were like, oh yeah, everything's fine. And Eddie was like, wait, what is going on? And they all did that because they were like, we don't get paid for filming for like 12, 13, 14, 16 hours. They wouldn't pay them for doing this. And then that's how like housewives, like going forward with reunions, that's how the bitches started getting paid. Jersey's the only one who pays the husbands. It's like, uh, mm -hmm. if it wasn't for the women in Atlanta going, yeah, we can link up. I'm like, why y'all not paying this? Do you know this is, I'm sitting in this damn corset all fucking day arguing with bitches. Like what? Pay me. Yeah. And they do. And so it's kind of like, but she said 10,000. I was like, what? It's like, hello, Gina in the casita. Her first season got like, what? $60,000? That part. For Orange County. I'm like, girl, and Atlanta was the highest rated for years and years and years. So that's and what years. I'm saying. It's like, the girl. fact that Bethany, and I'm sure they're one of the most streamed. So mm -hmm. the fact that no one from that cast mm -hmm. was invited or mentioned or no outreach was done. Again, I think, you know, there's a problem there. I'm just saying. Yeah, because it was kind of like, um, Bethany, you're only, it's like, I'm sorry, why are you doing this? Like, Bethany, you are the reason why there's such thing as a Bethany clause. And you're like, I played the game and I know what is good. I'm like, let's be very clear. Heffa, the reason why this, like, they, you are the Bethany clause, you're like, I paid it right. I'm like, no, they didn't fucking like, think that you could make any money from the fucking show. Let's be very exactly. clear. It's not because you were smart. They just won. You're not smart. You're not smart. You're not smart. They just didn't think, I'm like, what? Like, Roni is like, who's gonna, like, what's Bethany gonna do? And then they figured it out. I was like, whoa, you actually can get more free production. Hence, why Candy be talking about all her goddamn businesses. She's like, hello? I could put it on this show. 
Y'all can take y'all little percent, but I'm going to do hand over foot because I'm like, hello, bedroom candy's been oh, 10 years old. I'm like, damn, that's still early. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't think I even realized what she said. I'm like, damn, she's smart. The one, Bethany, you're not the smart one. Candy's the no. smart one. Because, ma'am, you start, you have a one undone on so many shows. You ruined your friendship with Frederick because y'all no longer cool. You mess it up with Homeboy that produced a survivor. It's like, ma'am, you're not as smart. Because, one, you were shitting on people who were recapping, reviewing like housewife shows. Then your ass is like, let me start a, a housewife recap now show. Come like, on. Mm -hmm. What? It's like you talk about TikTok. It's like, I want to say what I want. But if somebody say anything about you on TikTok, allegedly you send them cease and desist ready to sue them. I'm like, wait a minute, time out, homegirl. Have you gotten anything from the um from the palace? Because it seemed like you used to have a lot to say about Megan and Harry <sighs> and God knows who else or the Kardashians. I'm sorry. And so on HBO Max, there's a documentary like Kim versus Kanye, the divorce. They have two episodes it's from Kim's side and from Kanye's side. I'm like, if y'all saying Kris Jenner is as powerful as y'all say she is, how the hell she ain't wearing out Bethany the dryer by now? Exactly. It's like, wait, man, Bethany, you got a whole bunch of thoughts and fifis about everybody, but they better not have no thoughts about you. And the bad part about it is, it's like, Nene was blacklisted. I know they're like, no, she wasn't. No, she kind of was, because how was, is yeah. Bethany getting cooked? It's like, the thing about it is because um, Nene alleged that Andy was racist. Sir, Andrew, you used to boast that you and Bethany were neighbors. Y'all are friends. You could call her up. And this is your friend. This is okay. your friend. This is why I'm like, hello. This is why I was team Carol on that season. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm team Carol on this. I don't know who the fuck Bethany thinks she's talking to. I'm like, nope. Team Carol. I'm still team Carol. This is exactly why I stayed team Carol. So who the fuck do you think you are? And then they pulled up old tweets from Bethany where she was literally defending Bravo and saying Aviva was a liar. Wow. <clears throat> so in 2018, thank you, Reality Blurb, in a 2018 tweet after reading that Aviva has said she sometimes felt forced to drink on the show, Bethany mm -hmm. fired back at the allegations. Hello, Aviva Dressler. As the person responsible for putting you on Roni, listen to that, I take offense to you misrepresenting the truth and saying producers prodded you to drink. As someone here since day one with 13 years of reality TV experience, it is a flat out falsehood. This, this, is this y'all queen? Is this your king? Is this y'all king? Because I'm like, baby, Bethany is not doing this for anybody except herself. Here's the thing. Y'all can say what y'all want about Lanethia Leakes. She never say this. Her suit was about anybody else except herself. Bethany exactly. is lying to y'all. She ain't exactly. for everybody else. She's doing this for herself. Nene's talking about how I was treated. And y'all like, how dare she talk about Bravo? And the bad part about it is the fact is she can find reality people who would literally stand with her. Also, the other thing, Nene was not the only person that alleged that Andrew does the booger sugar. At least two people already did it. And both, let's see, both of them have been back on Bravo. One of them mm -hmm. has been on Girls Trip at least twice, and she came and started a whole thing on Beverly Hills. Let me, I'll let you take one guess. Homegirl had no problem saying that, and she's never been uninvited. I'm it's like, saying. it's like, that is some bullshit. I'm like, the thing about this, I used to be a Bethany fan, and this makes me so annoyed. And I'm like, how did I not see how self-serving she 
was and it's like you ever just look at like things and like this should have been a red flag when she said told you you need to get a hobby I'm like Listen. how did you turn it to Jill Zarin right now even with Jill coming on her podcast I was like I didn't do this because I'm like we ain't gonna be friends I was like oh my god I don't even want to talk to her I'm like so why the fuck are you inviting her on your podcast for content Honestly, because it was self-serving, because she knew it would bring in folks. She was trying to have the equivalent of the Carlos Nini. And it's like their interview, and it's like I've seen other people who were talking about it who were like, I'm not even a Nini fan, and I really like this interview. And I'm like, because one, I think there's something about Carlos that is just endearing. And I know people like have their thoughts and fifis. I got my own. But I think what it is to actually say, I don't think what happened to you is fair because it wasn't. But to see how much he actually does care about Atlanta, because Atlanta, along with Jersey, was his babies. It's like, that's why it's like him being team Teresa is literally on brand. He's like, what the hell is she talking about? No, that's a lie. Nope, I was there. No, I know exactly what happened. And Teresa's like, thank you. She was laying on the floor like Siggy Flicker. This is all I ever wanted. No, it's true. But here's the thing. I also think there's a mutual respect there. Correct. I'm not so sure if there is that level of respect uh, for Jill. I don't think Bethany has. She doesn't have it. So for that reason, you're not going to have that magic. Now, I know folks have things to say and fact-checking Mimi and all that stuff. And look, it is valid. However, this is the closest we are ever going to get at least for right now, things can change in the future, of Nini having a safe space where she could tell her truth. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's not the truth. It is it's just her, her truth. truth. Yeah. And and that's all that is. And I feel like everyone just wants that safe space now because she's a public figure and she's been living in the public eye for so long. This was her safe space to mm-hmm. tell her truth so yes was it a very cushy very little pushback because i know folks out here be saying these things however it was supposed to be that way because your therapist is not going to be combative with you now are they they're going to listen to what you have to say they'll ask some gentle questions pointing in that direction but ultimately you have to find your own way because your therapist ain't going to tell you what to do so i think that's what it was this was as close to reality tv therapy for Nini, her sharing her truth and not the truth i'll say mm-hmm. it again and i was here for it like i ate up every word i watched it i listened to it it was i have to tell you i was happy to see her back on the screen now as someone who showed up to work gave the show her all gave up her marriage got her marriage back is going through what she was going through with her boys which i have to say i appreciated her just mm-hmm. being about the situation yeah, with her son and recognizing yeah. she has to let go as a parent again if mm-hmm. you're someone there who had to deal with stuff like that or have family members i have family members who are struggling um with that it, it just reminded me like yep even someone like her you know and, and people out there seeing it and recognizing what she's going through but in the same breath yeah this woman put television on the map and hey if she thinks she should be bigger than Kim K, then more power to her. That's her truth. Hello. However, Hello. I'm just out here saying I don't think she was fairly treated because I don't know why people believe Nene Leakes and her interaction with NBC Universal is different from what happens to people like her in the real world. Because mm-hmm. 
that ain't a safe space from problematic behavior. And if that's happening in the real world, I can't even imagine what she must have experienced. Because in my opinion, the fact that y'all gave them $10,000 and a bonus 5,000 at the end, and you felt good in yourself that that was enough, even after the series and the show became a hit and a banger, and they had to fight for it because y'all were happy to exploit them at the time. Because mm-hmm. again, this was this was the beginning. No one knew where it was gonna go. Yeah, and they were doing these things. I'm sorry. I feel that there is room for other experiences. And just because Bethany is saying things now, people can hear it. But again, Nini never felt heard. So I feel again, this is the reason why she did the Carlos interview. She could feel heard. And again, just speak a truth because mm-hmm. I'm sure right now she's probably rolling her eyes and saying, mm-hmm. see now Bethany's talking about this. And again, it's a, it's a separate context. I mm-hmm. get it. But people are giving her the kudos that I don't think Nini yeah. ever got. Nini just wants to be appreciated. I think that's the truth. She just wants to be appreciated. Exactly. Because I think it w- this would speak differently if Bethany had brought this forward and centered Nini around this and said well, brought that. a group of women. Woman, like, right. It's kind of like instead of, of just women. going, I'm doing this, I'm like, Heffa, you said you are never coming back to Roni. You're not going to film reality. So what the hell are you talking about? But if she was just like, you know what? I don't like the way that Nini was treated and then used that as a springboard for everybody like who has done a reality show to get residuals. Because mm-hmm. I do actually agree with that. It's like y'all can have literally <laughs> reruns and whole... um marathons of housewife shows and the thing about it is i'm surprised you ain't talking more about the people below deck the person that they have quoted from below deck is eddie and i'm like girl shut up uh, yeah. <laughs> girl shut the hell up like kidding me right now eddie girl if you don't swim on swim in the chesapeake bay and leave us alone it's like shut Ugh. up it's like that so the thing about it is it's like bethany is not the person but the thing about it is bethany is not the person that's going to lay out the carpet for somebody else to walk on she's going to want you to that stand one. behind her and stand in and like shiver in her shadow this is how she has been and is so whack to me and the thing yes. about it is it's like bethany's who y'all think lanithia leaks truly is it's like, she's mm-hmm. just as, like, if y'all saying that Nini is delusional, that is your opinion. However, comma, so is Bethany. She just has money to cushion her fall. A hundred percent. And the thing is, she wants you to know that she laid out this carpet. So not only are you behind her in her shadow, she wants you to know, I made this carpet. This is a reason why you're able to walk on it. And the other thing I'll add is, This is how I know it was more of a moment and not a movement. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's involved in any form of activism, the one thing you know is you can't do it alone. You need other like-minded people and other things. Now, she has a whole bunch of people on her speed dial. She could have put out an open call to action Mm -hmm. and have people get in touch. They could have their little kiki behind the scenes, share experiences, share stories, and make a plan and then come out together in full force even if she wants to be the ringleader but the thing is include the voices of other people and i didn't get that from her so yes people will 
say in the back channels oh yeah I sign on and she has this list of people but mm -hmm. okay so now what we're we gonna do because mm -hmm. now so it's that's like what she can use that list as blackmail for you please don't piss her off because it's like mm -hmm. you only name few people but you're saying you got 80 reality scars and I'm like you can take the love is blind people off because it's been several of them who have been very very vocal about what happened yeah. so it's kind of yeah. like love is blind is their own they're their own silo because it's not like this is not the first time there's been several of them who have talked about it but the fact about so it's like when we think of allies bethany is not the one because bethany ain't she's not prepared to lose anything because even in this she don't think she's losing anything she's gaining a whole bunch of other people to follow she feels like she is gaining something when she went to the mtv awards and they gave her like reality star of the decade or whatever it was the fact that a lot of people didn't even know who the fuck she was when she was like i think she said mentioned it all or whatever and they were just like girl who are you if this had been NeNe Leaks, it would have been a whole different conversation. Hell, if it was New York Tiffany Pollard, then Tammy Roman, like there are people who are better reality stars on you because guess what? They're not, they're not shitting on our stuff. NeNe just said, I don't feel like I was treated well. Yeah. But yeah, she wasn't. Exactly. There's a lot of people who share that. And the, the thing about it is they shunned NeNe. They didn't shun Bethany, I'm like she, like the neat, like the ego of Nene. Oh, baby, she does not rival Victoria Gunvalson or Teresa Judice. Y'all let them have that. Y'all, she don't, she don't rival Tamara Judge. She don't rival hell Josanna, Ramona Singer, Sonia Morgan, Luann Delaseps, <laughs> Whitney Wild Rose. There's a lot of bitches up on these Bravo shows. They got a whole big old eat. Captain Sandy. I've heard stories about Captain Sandy. So she is mm -hmm. not all that different. But again, hell, Lisa Vanderpump. It's mm -hmm. like, baby, there is a list of these white Bravo and reality stars who got bigger egos or the same. If you're like level of delusion, if that's what y'all want to say, that's fine. If that's when you do it, baby. Lanithia is no unicorn, but let's be very clear. Bravo didn't even believe in the Real Housewives of Atlanta because that's not the first all-Black franchise. It's Potomac. It was yep. not Atlanta because they did not think they could sell an all-Black cast. That's why they put Kim and her wig up on that show. That's why Carrie was on first season of Married to Medicine. They didn't think an all-Black cast would work. I'm telling you. It's like, get the fuck out my face. It's like, please stop. Bethany is not, this is not y'all queen is not your kingdom. Cause let me just tell you something. She is definitely for a moment and it's never for a movement. Cause the, the minute yeah. that this shit don't work, she going to be off to another project. Probably going to do another podcast. And here's the thing. And um, the public will let her do it while they're mm -hmm. forever hold whatever they're holding over Nini's head. They will not for, let that go. Yeah, they won't. They won't. It's like, it's just pathetic. It really is. And it's just, it's really sad. But my phone just gave me a, an alert. ABC oh. News, Tory Lanez sentenced to 10 years. Oh, I oh I saw that too. And I was like, we got to find a way we're going to talk about this. Because I'm like, Ooh. celebrate good times. Come on. Ooh. I'm like, Ooh. the fact that he got 10 years. I don't know if he got, let's say he got parole. And part of it, oh, I kind of don't care. The fact that you spend any time um listen here canadian bacon anytime you go into the big house i'm like that is good because you played in people's faces and when they said letters of support and iggy azalea i'm like you mean that white australian woman who talks like she got like a southern accent i'm like that bitch is from australia 
Mm-hmm. Literally. And it's like the thing about it is you got built up by black men and then um even it was too late. The monster was loose, T.I. Mm-hmm. Y'all built listen here, Frankenstein, come get your monster. Cause now she loose and y'all and y'all are surprised. I'm not. I'm I am surprised about 10 years because I'm like, thank you, because that's the way he was playing in people's faces. I hope Megan the Stallion is having a very good day. And baby, please, I hope you're keeping, I hope she kept the list of the names of people who played in her face about this whole thing. I really hope she got a list. Mm. Listen. Oh, like Aria Sark. Keep your list, oh. honey. Well, I, I have to say I'm happy to hear this verdict. The only question now is, does he get deported? But either way... Okay, because I'm like, wait, I'm just Canadian? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, Canadian? I'm just glad for Megan. I am I team am. victims, women, all the folks, the days, the gays, everybody. I don't care. You're a victim. I'm Please. team victim first and foremost. But yeah, just to kind of see this news, I'm just like, okay, thank, thank you. you. It's like, I'm like, just, thank me. you. It's like, yeah, because girl with the blue blazes is like, absolutely not. Okay, I think we have time for one more topic. I really mm-hmm. do want to talk about book talk, but I feel like we need more time for Ooh, this. We need more time. We need a whole lot because I'm like, girl, the mm. rabbit hole on, t- I swear, TikTok will have you going down rabbit holes. I now go down rabbit holes with, I went down with book talk. Um, water talk. It has been a chokehold, but I stay hydrated, so I'm fine. Um, <laughs> let's see. I am down with the um, am I the asshole um, wormhole, which is either somebody's baking a cake or you got these little games where somebody runs and someone's reading am I the asshole from Reddit, and I'm like, how? What? Listen to them. Oh my god, they did what? See, I'm stuck. So, Victoria, you got to come back. We got to talk about book, book talk do. versus the queen, the self-proclaimed queen of um, book talk and all the black book talkers are like, girl, we don't fuck with her. And then it's like the dangers of teams going, this is cute. And now it didn't get uncute. So yeah, you got to come back. So the last thing I want to talk about is um, we were rolling on the river down <laughs> in Alabama and people, it was very much a fuck around and find out. I said, girl, what is this? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I looking at? Because at first I didn't see like, because bef- TikTok had all the videos. Then Twitter had all the videos where mm-hmm. it was literally, I'm like, how, like we, it's so funny. We started with the boat show. Now we got another boat show. <laughs> it's like, how we got another boat show? So in Montgomery, Alabama, there was a brawl on the riverfront so a family who had a personal boat or their own private boat was sitting in the space of a public boat named the harriet of course of course the thing is named um the harriet where it's like the co and they said it was security guard at first it actually was the co-captain of the boat Telling this boat that they need to move. And the family and their drunk asses decided that they were not going to move. They were yelling at the guy. They were squaring up. The um co the co-captain threw his hat in the air, which is literally the universal bat signal for black people. Like, girl, something about to happen. 
Mm-hmm. And so it was a group of them on the boat. There's like four or five guys, and they started to beat up the co-captain. All of a sudden, you saw men running down to the um waterfront to come on this man. You see a man like swimming. They're like, girl, what the hell? Come to find out that man is actually on staff. That was a staff member from the boat. Young mm-hmm. man who was like literally swam from the boat to go and help this man. Then all of a sudden, after like they kind of separated. All of a sudden, these men with no shirts on out of nowhere came to square up with these white people. Some white woman got hit in the face with some chair because she fucked around and found out too because she was involved. And it was just like, girl, what is happening? It turned into the melee. People are like, what the hell happened? And so then there are now, um, you know, warrants and, you know, the mayor of Montgomery talked about... um. The folks that are uh, getting, they're getting arrested because guess what? There were warrants for their arrest. So, I'm sorry, it was the police chief. His name is Daryl Albert. Because I'm like, wait, it was like, so I was watching a little bit and I was far away and then I heard the person's voice. I'm like, that is a whole black man by the way he is talking. Uh (laughs) It was like, so the chief had a press conference to talk about the whole thing in general. So the other thing was that I, what people didn't know is that this had gone on for 45 minutes before everything that we saw. And it was like, wait a minute, what? 45 minutes? It's like, wait a minute. So for, um, so yeah, Chief Daryl J. Albert, shout out to him, gave a um, press conference. So this is what he is saying. Richard Roberts, 48, was charged with two accounts of third-degree assault, and Alan Todd, 23, and Zachary Shipman, 25, were each charged with one such count. Um, They were all the three guys that were on the boat. The woman that was on the boat is not named. The co-captain is not named. The young man who swam to freedom um, (laughs) is also... um, not named, but the co-captain of the boat, the man who, like, it started all, he threw his hand in the air. His name is Damien Pickett. He is the black co-captain of the riverboat. Okay. Um, so it was kind of like, that was his name. And I was like, oh my gosh. Um, but the fact that all of this thought, you saw people having different opinions, but I love um, this. So I'm going to read a little bit from CNN for y'all. So the incident began at about 7 p.m. Saturday when the Harriet II riverboat carrying 227 passengers attempted to dock in its designated and reserved spot along the waterfront. But a private boat was docked in its space and the boat owners responded to requests to move with obscene gestures, curse words, and taunting. Pickett, the co-captain, was picked up from the riverboat by another vessel and brought to the dock to try to have a conversation with the boat owners and get them to move. There, the boat owners confronted the captain in a very hostile manner and then attacked him, as the video shows. As the co-captain approached the dock and attempted to peacefully move the boat over just enough so that the Harriet could park, the owners of the boat confronted him in a very hostile manner. There were words exchanged, and then it turned into a fist encounter. The co-captain was doing his job. The fight was brought on by reckless individuals who did not use good judgment and caused an event that certainly was avoidable. This is from Mayor Stephen Reed. That said, the police department reacted very swiftly and very intentionally to address the matter, as did other citizens in the community. Lauren Spivey, a witness aboard aboard the riverboat, told CNN they had been waiting for about 30 to 45 minutes for the small boat's owners to come and move it, but nobody came forward. She said an employee eventually went over to the small boat and started untying the vessel. 
And that's what we saw. Like, that's the part of the video that I saw. He was untying yeah. it. And a man who appeared to be white ran over. Video of the interaction shows the employee and a group of white men get into a heated um, discussion. So the fact is, I find it hilarious that the demographic who tells black and brown people, if somebody from authority is giving you instruction, you should follow them, oh, literally okay. is saying, fuck you, I ain't got to listen to you. But we always knew it never applied to them. I mean, no. And but no, listen, but, hood rules, honey, fair. <laughs> like, wait, hold on. Hat goes up, we throwing down. And the fact that it literally was like, wait, what is happening? Because one, those all the people, because they were like, he's just doing his job. Because it's like right Correct. before the fight started, there's a video and it's on TikTok where it's like these people from the boat, because it was a lot of people filming. And you can hear mm -hmm. people chanting on boats, move, bitch, get out the way, get out mm -hmm. the way. It was like, because they weren't that far from the boat. And the fact that we had to do all of this, y'all did not respect authority. I saw some random ass dude, um, like Jeff with the jean jacket or or jean jacket Jeff, actually saying, no one say anything about the woman who got smacked in the face with a um chair. That bitch shouldn't have been in the goddamn way. Or better yet, why didn't you tell your drunk ass friends or family, whoever the fuck they are, probably was one of one of them is probably your husband, just move the damn boat. Cause you would expect that if that was a all black family sitting on their boat. One, you would act like um, y'all must have stolen this boat, but y'all would expect them to just move. Also, uh, this is Alabama Riverfront and mm -hmm. the racist past about this. Baby, that right there, they brought slaves there. Why are y'all doing this? No, here's the thing. They thought they, one, would have gotten away with it. The fact that after mm -hmm. the, the crime, and, you know, they just jumped back on their vessel like it was nothing. And the man was just there. They just figured like, okay, it's done. What they weren't banking on is that when that boat docked, the big one, the, mm -hmm. the, the big one that was supposed to be there, that his co-workers would come set things straight. So again, like, okay, yeah. every time my husband and I have an <laughs> argument or conversation, he's like, okay, you have to remember there's hood rules and there's the legal rules. <laughs> so maybe hood rules, they won. Um, I agree with all their actions. Throw shit, get hit, okay? Talk, talk shit, get hit, because I'm sorry. It's like, That's number one. Like, yeah, get out of here. Yeah. But then part two is if uncle needs some money, if any of those dog workers need some money. Like, we need like, some funds. Like, what's going go on with Damien? How's he doing? I hope y'all yes. he's on PTO. Pay for yes. by, um, his Pay time off. PPTO um, better. It's like, baby, take care of it. Legal fees, GoFundMe's, whatever, bail Girl. money. Send it my way because, honestly, that just reminded folk, mm -hmm. you know, with a brain, that entitlement is real. They don't think the rules apply to them. And, yeah, it's clear that's how they've lived their lives normally. Yeah. And they, they didn't care to listen to any kind of authority. So they just, they never cared. But yeah, throw shit, Correct. talk shit, get hit. I'm it's sorry. like, yeah, y'all fucked around and y'all definitely found out. I saw a couple of white people like, if this was a gang, a gang of white people celebrating, y'all would, it wouldn't be, um, it wouldn't be the same way. Yo, um, hi, y'all did kind of do that, you know, on January 6th, 2021, when y'all literally <laughs> saw the fucking capital and we're doing all sorts of things and y'all were cheering and let's be very what? clear what those guys what that man did was not wrong 
Okay. And then y'all gave him a beatdown. And then his people saw what happened and they were just waiting, man. They were like, what the hell are y'all yeah because it, it's mental now what i will say is that would not fly in fort lauderdale there's so many places that have designated Ciao. taxis big big boats to come in you know they have cotton off areas so if they saw a boat in the place they gave them notice they said hello move your boat move your boat move your boat if you're not down there in five ten minutes they are moving it for you so again uh-uh. this is just a clear reminder to me that these people are just used to behaving badly and they yeah. were doing things. Yeah. I. Yeah. It's just like, for, like for the culture, the that felt like a beautiful thing. And there are white people like, I know it's not about me, but well, I mean, what should I do? Should I like an elbow or do whatever you need to do? But, um, but mm-hmm. I will say, and I'm glad that um, Hope Giselle brought this up because I do actually kind of agree with her. Um. That we can't ignore that if, because one, all we're seeing is just a black man getting beat up by a group of white men. That's all we see. Correct. But her point was that if this was somebody who was visibly queer queer, or visibly trans, would y'all have jumped in the way that y'all did? And the thing Mm -hmm. about it is the fact that that actually has to come to your mind is kind of sad. It is. It's like, because... You shouldn't have to do that. Because I still remember a couple weeks ago, a black woman was being yelled at by a black man in a hot dog stand. And then she got punched two or three different times. And there were a whole bunch of men around her who did nothing. And then her child was like, yeah, you gonna fuck around and find out. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah. It's like the bad part about it is when you add intersections to blackness, it's kind of like, you don't, and that's the bad part. It's kind of like you go, damn it okay and he's like you don't want to think that but it's kind of like that is it's like what if that was a black woman hopefully y'all would still swim across swim across the goddamn river to get to me and y'all would run down hopefully y'all would but it's like the thing about it that shouldn't be like a nagging thought at all and the fact that it is is like y'all it's like the thing about it is if there wasn't clear excuses excuse me O'Shea Sibley was literally unalive by a 17-year-old dancing to Beyonce. That just happened. So it's like, it's not wild for Hope Giselle to bring that up. It's like, oh, it's not It's not wild for her to bring it up. Oh, because one, um, I'm sorry, if I see, if I would have saw O'Shea dancing in a gas station to Beyonce, I'd be like, bitch, turn that up. Exactly. The queen is on tour. But the fact that he was literally unalive by a 17 year old 17 it's like girl what is happening right now that's a 17 year old you were too young to be filled with so much hate that's way too young and that boy that man deserves to be there he deserves to still be here dancing what if like what if he had tickets to beyonce and now he can't even see it i'm saying i'm like y'all that is not a joke when i make this i'm like the thing Um, about it is you should be able to be free to dance to do whatever the fuck you want to do if you are paying for gas to put in your car and literally living and minding your business nobody should be unalive for literally living how they want to live authentically and no should want to know it's like it's kind of like it should never take the wind out of your sails to celebrate 
a black man being uplifted and people coming to his defense when a white mob is like literally beating on him. It's like, so when Hope mentioned that, it made me think about Sandra Bland's family when they were some, yeah. they were celebrating the verdict for George Floyd. And she was like, I was happy. And then I just realized Sandra not here and she's never going to get justice. It's like, no, that should not be a thought. And the bad part about it is, and it was like, oh shit. <laughs> Imagine like your, your family member or friend was unalive by exactly. unfairly. And then you're watching exactly. like, oh my God, you're getting justice. And you're like, my family member is never going to get that. Yeah, it's it's bittersweet. It it's is very bittersweet. bittersweet. And, you know, my thing to folks out there is I get not everyone can jump in the moment and act. But if you can't do it, call for someone who can. Correct. Call for someone who can. Anyone. Beg. Plead. Yeah. For someone. Because I just... Again, just think about it. If it were you, your loved one, whoever you hold, mm -hmm. you would want someone calling out and helping or doing something to help them. Yeah. Because yeah. we all deserve to live whatever life we choose. It, it doesn't matter. I don't have to agree with you. You don't have to agree with me on choices, but it doesn't matter. It's just, yeah. I think we've lost the value of human life. I feel... Yeah. For some folks, it's like there is no value. We've lost some sense of humanity. That's why I'm like, slow down and breathe. Yeah. Think, but also, you know, act. You can't just be passers by because that's mind blowing to me. I'm like a gas station for real. Like, I was like, gas station? I was like, when they said, I'm like, wait, was it like a fight and it turned violent? It's like, wait, it wasn't? So what the hell? Why would you mm -mm. do it to him? It's not his damn business. Like, what? That's the world. Come on, y'all. I swear. That's it's like people be mind. It's like mind the fucking business that pay you. And you mm -hmm. minding his business at a gas station with it's like, hello. What what? Anna? Come on, y'all. Just uh, but doing too much. Tori is go you are going to jail. Penitentiary. Yes, that's the best. I'm news. sorry. I, I, like, I like we go from celebrating one black man to that. I'm like, why? Because that man played in her face and acted like he did not shoot. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm like, I ain't shoot her directly. That woman lied for you. And your mm -hmm. bitch ass decided to actually open your mouth. You do realize she would have took this shit to her grave. Mm -hmm. if you had not shut the hell up baby play stupid play stupid games win stupid prizes that is how that's i see it for mr lanes that's not your real name listen here daystar enjoy prison or Too not much. i mean you know do, you know i know your daddy probably somewhere putting a, trying to put a root and make a root or megan somewhere because you know whatever exactly. um y'all <laughs> We are so we terrible. We play too much. I'm like, we put a red, like, how do you know that? I'm like, you ain't here with that, that what Sunstar said. I'm like, oh, y'all have these dumbass names. Let me shut up. I'm not going to talk about nobody, what they name their children. I ain't going to say nothing. Um, But y'all, we are going to get it out of here. I can talk to Victoria for hours. And I usually for do, hours. by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I usually do. But before we get out of here, Victoria, thank you so much for being here. Please tell everybody where they can find you biblio lifestyle the place where it's like hey i need to find a good like 
surplus of places to find a book. I'm like, please go there. It's like, please. Yes. She had a whole, um, you had a whole festival or a conference. I was like, what? Yes, and we do have a literary festival coming up again. Oh. We're hosting in September. It's free plus tax. It's free. Free plus tax. <laughs> no tax. It's free. But join us September 21st to 23rd. It's the Epigraph Literary Festival. We're currently finalizing the lineup. Author announcements, the whole scheduling, everything will be announced September 1st. But mark your calendars. It's going to be September 21st, Thursday. Um September 22nd, Friday, and all day Saturday. So Thursday, Friday, it's in the evening. So it's 6 p.m. Eastern time. We usually mm. wrap up by 9. It's a good time. So authors will be sharing their books. We'll be talking about books as well. So yes, if anyone's looking for an escape, whether it's a romance, whether it's a mystery, whether it's a thriller, visit bibliolifestyle.com. If you want book recommendations, there are categories there. So if you want the classics, you can find the classics. If you want the new releases, you can find the new releases. Um, yeah, spent quite a bit of time organizing the website. So whatever you're looking for, you can find something there. And you can follow me, Biblio Lifestyle, on all platforms. Please do. I had a ball last year because, yeah, Dave Quinn was there talking about his book. But it's yes. like, hello, any excuse to talk about it? I'm like, hello, housewives. This is my thing. Okay. Not all diamonds and rose. Yes. I was like, come on, books. I was like, it was just so fun. It was great to see it the was. interaction with different artists, different offers. And they're just like, yeah, oh, I like this. I'm like, oh. Yeah, and the best part is, okay, that you can hear the authors sharing about their book. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's not just the person recommending it. You kind of get the true intention behind it, the inspiration. It's spoiler-free, mm -hmm. but you can discover a new book. So if something sounds like it speaks to you, um, you know, definitely uh, give that book a try. You can, again, you don't have to be buying these books. Go to your library, utilize your library. Okay, people out here paying taxes for the library. So utilize the library. Percent. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I do author interviews on the Reader's Couch podcast. So you can tune in there if you're looking for something a little different. Um, we have fiction, nonfiction, again, all genres. It's a good time. Yes, please, y'all, because I know I'm not the only bookworm out there. I'm somebody who is a library person. You'll be hard-pressed yes. to see me buy a book. I'm like, if I buy a book, I'm like, I really got to really want either one uh -huh. of the author or the book. But I am somebody who enjoys getting lost in libraries and would get bags full of books. I get that from my yes. mama, quite frankly, because she's a bookworm. Oh, I love that. Uh, she she is the best. Um, Yeah. So, guys. Thank you. This has been the Mocha Men's Podcast. I will be back after my birthday because I am enjoying it. I am a Leo. I hear what y'all saying. Don't don't get mad at me because we shine and we 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 are leaders. Okay, it's me and Barack Obama, Viola Davis, and um oh Chris Hemsworth. We all have the same birthday. So does um oh god Terry, uh, the wrestler that I refuse. I can't. I can't Hulk Hogan. Couldn't even think of this man's name. Gotcha. Yeah, he, yeah, he has the same birthday. Girl, we don't claim him. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, there's some people, there's some um, Leos. I'm like, oh, I ain't claiming them. And there's other ones I do, like Barack Obama and Viola Davis. Yeah, I claim them. Yes. Anyway, because look here, if Virgos can claim Beyonce, which is huge, okay? I don't know 
people. I'm going to list all the Leos. I'm trying to think of all the ones. August ones. I'm kidding. July Leos are fine, you guys. I love them. I just found out literally a few weeks ago, My one of my favorite aunts is a Leo. I'm like, oh, because I found it. Because one is kind of like, we were like, you know, you celebrate her birthday, but it didn't even dawn. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, I'm like, yeah, that's why I meet. And my mother's like, you didn't know that before. You two act so much alike. Because my father would always say, you act just like your aunt. It's like you and her, y'all act just alike. I'm like, what? Okay, yeah, we do. We do. All that right. explains a lot. Well, I <laughs> you have a happy birthday. Thank you, ball. every. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being here, Victoria. Y'all, she she will be back because I'm like, she got to come back because we are talking about this book talk thing we or have other to stuff. Talk about it. Because I yes. was like, girl, it's so much nuance. And I'm like, Oh, it do- I think that actually needs an episode in itself almost. Or it really does. So yeah, is- y'all, we're going to schedule because we're going to talk about it because I we're didn't see it. that's what happens when it's not your genre of TikTok. And you're like, wait, what is happening right now? It's like, oh, yes, it's oh. it's a conversation. I'm telling you. Yeah, so that means see you see y'all. That just means Victoria's going to be back. Okay, y'all. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Yep, we're going to talk about it. Like, why are y'all mad? He shot somebody, it's time to go to jail. It's not rocket science. Y'all always be like, free the homies after they done shot, killed, and robbed from everybody in the whole wide world. Go directly to jail, do not pass go, and do not collect $200. Bye. Like, I see some of y'all saying 10 years is too much, like he gave her a COVID vaccine shot. This was a shot from a gun. Like, would 10 years be too much if that was your mom, your auntie, your grandma, your niece, or even you? Would it be too much if that was you? I bet not. Because I see y'all go this hard when Remy mom was in jail for shooting her friend over a stack. Shot her friend in the stomach and had to lean back in jail for like six, seven years. And because Meg not crippled or she not dead, y'all feel like it didn't happen because she's okay. And that's so backwards and weird to me. Because let me guarantee you this. If that was Kylie Jenner, Kris Jenner, and that pixie cut would have had Tori in jail a long time ago. I see all these different narratives talk about how y'all black and happy that a black man going to jail. He got a son. He knew he had a son too when he did it. I'm also seeing people have done worse and do less time. Y'all, we know. We know the odds are always against us. That's why I don't know why y'all out here reckless and do whatever y'all want to do. They do not like us. They want to lock us all up. So I don't know why y'all out here acting like y'all unlockable characters. Y'all are lockable. The sad part is they never had to get here because she wasn't even trying to press charges at first. She was not on that type of time. But when you do anything for clout and that ego get involved, it's a wrap. I just hate when stuff like this happen because everybody swear they're lawyers, swear they're in law school, swear they're Annalise Keaton, and swear they know everything because they seen Ghost and Tommy get out of jail on power so many times. Y'all don't know nothing. Have y'all not noticed how Tori's defense has changed over time? It went from Megan was never shot, to Megan was shot, but it wasn't by me, to Megan was shot by her best friend, Kelsey, to now I have childhood trauma and I'm an alcoholic and my dad was never there in my life, but my dad is screaming outside of the court. Like, come on now. Like, if y'all want to be dense and just be like, free Tori because y'all love his music and y'all hate that he going to jail, then say that. But don't make it seem like y'all actually care because y'all do not care at all. Because y'all only care for the moment. The next big black scandal can happen tomorrow and y'all going to be on it like white on rice and forget about this whole situation. Moral of the story is put that alcohol down at your big age you should know how much you can drink how much you cannot drink before you turn into a lunatic and a maniac if you don't stop drinking drink some water megan i hope you sue every blogger and social media outlet that tried to play on your name and tried to sway the narrative of what was going on and i hope you give kelsey a good hold down texas throwdown because she deserves it